Welcome back, everyone, to the third episode of the Schoenstatt Way of Life podcast. I am your host, Julia Manin, an author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, and I am really excited to be back with you for this podcast, which I am recording for the month of July 2019. Um, today, the message that I feel inspired to share with you today um, really is is a message that I need reminded of more so than what I think perhaps you listeners might need reminded of, but it's such a simple message and yet so profound. And this is one of the foundational pieces of Schoenstatt spirituality and, of course, that piece of practical belief in divine providence. So that's what we're going to talk about on the show today, um, what what that means, what divine providence is, how it's played out a little bit in the role of Schoenstatt history. And, of course, I this is a huge undertaking, and I do try to keep these podcasts at, at less than 20 minutes long, so I don't expect to be able to get into the depths of everything today. This is really just an overview. Um, but without further ado, let us go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. I want to open up with scripture today. This is Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6. Lord, you have probed me. You know me. You know when I sit and stand. You understand my thoughts from afar. You sift through my travels and my rest. With all my ways, you are familiar. Even before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it all. Behind and before you encircle me and rest your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, far too lofty for me to reach. This idea that God knows everything about us, right? When we're, when we're awake and when we're asleep, even before we were born, this, is, this kind of encompasses this idea of practical belief in divine providence. What is divine providence? Of course, in the simplest of terms, providence means to see in advance. And, and Schoenstatt spirituality, Catholic spirituality, it teaches us that God has this plan worked out from us from the very beginning of time, that he knows all of it. And of course, God lives in, in, in this, what, what the masters re- will refer to as this eternal now. You understand that God doesn't live in the past, in the present, in the future, like we understand the past, the present, and the future. Of course, God's ways are way beyond our ways and way beyond our understanding. And so he doesn't, he's not limited to this concept of time like we know time. This already should start to make your mind hurt a little bit, right? It should start to really stretch you in ways. And it's supposed to because God is so far beyond us that we can't ever fully grasp who he is, right? As our father, as creator. And so much of this is a mystery, right? And yet still, we can ponder these ideas of what this means, divine providence, what this means that God has this plan worked out from the beginning of all creation, and not just this plan of of the universe as a whole, but as individuals, the plan for your life, right? How, How he has designed you, what he has designed you for, what he has made you for. And one of the most powerful, um, profound tools that I, resources that I have received on my journey throughout Shunstadt is, is this understanding, is this, this idea of what divine providence is. And it is this introduction. This is where I first heard of this term of, of the idea of the open door. And I can't tell you how many times I refer to this in my own life, in my own mission, in my own work, as I begin to continue my journey with Christ and continuing to try to discern what is God's will for my life and how am I meant to truly carry this out? This idea of, of, 
what Shenstadt teaches us and what our founder, Father Kentenick, founded even the movement on, this idea of the open door, that we don't have to have everything figured out. And in fact, we're not going to have everything figured out. We, we know that at the uh, Annunciation, you know, when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and when, he, and when he laid out the plan before him, we know that Mary wasn't given a grand plan. At, by the way, yes, you'll conceive this child and then this will happen in, uh, tomorrow and then this is going to happen two weeks from now and then 30, 33 years from now, this is where you're going to be standing. We, of course, know that Mary wasn't given that, right? Her, her fiat was an act of faith, an act of trust in the creator, in this, in this idea of divine providence. And this is what we're called to do as well, right? That we're called to look at God and say, I don't need to know all the details. I don't need to have it all figured out. I'm not asking you, God, to give me every detail, to tell me every turn of the page. All I'm asking you is to show me where to go next. Open the door and give me the courage and the strength to walk through it. And this is what our father, our founder, Father Joseph Kentonick, did so well. And I want to read to you a quote of his. This comes from the book, God, My Father, and it reads, Whatever God does, whatever he sends, whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, has only one purpose. Our way leads homeward to the Father. Homeward to the Father is the goal of living of the living God and whatever he ordains and sends. Homeward to the Father should be the fundamental tune of our entire thinking, seeking, finding, and loving. So this is, too, something that we can sit with, some, something that we can ponder on about what divine, what is truly meant by divine providence. This idea that all of our lives are, are mapped out according to God's purpose. And even when life takes a turn for the worse, and even when tragedies happen, and even when, when we see the world, it seems like it's crumbling before our very eyes, we can look to God with confidence and with faith and with hope. Yes, we as Christians are supposed to be people of hope, even amidst the darkness and confusion. And we can say, God has a reason for this. And of course, we know that God has predestined all of us for heaven, right? Assuming we, we, we do what we're here to do, assuming we, we don't refuse him, right? We're all predestined. He wants us all to spend eternal life with him in heaven, right? And our actions do in fact matter. And this is perhaps a confusion, confusing part of this idea of divine providence because we can, we can confuse that. The, the father of lies can twist that in our head and can say, well, see, your actions don't really matter because if God has had this all worked out and mapped out from the very beginning of time, then what does it matter if you do good to your neighbor? What does it matter if you spend time in prayer? What does it matter if you go to mass? Because God knows where you're going to end up. This is not the predestination that the church teaches us. This is not it at all. You see, our actions do matter, and they are all a part of God's plan. You see, as, as God our Father, our Creator, He knows us in a way that no human being could ever know us. He knows us in a way that we could ever, in a way beyond a, a way that we could ever know someone else. But let me give you a simple example of this, of how, how God's ways are beyond our, our ways and how He knows us in a way that we could never know anyone else. You see, let's say my, my spouse, I've been married to him now for, um, oh my gosh, is it 11 or 12 years? It's one of those two. I'm sorry. <laughs> 11 or 12 years. Honey, if you're listening, I'm sorry about that. Um, 11 or 12 years. And we've been together since since 2000. So we've been together for nearly 20 years now. And I've gotten to know him really well over, over this time frame. And I know him so well that when we're in certain situations, I know 
what he's what likely is going to happen, how he's going to respond in a situation, what he might do, what he might say, what he might even think, you know, because when you grow with somebody, you can even tell even by a look on their face, what they're thinking. And you see, as I've grown to know him over the years, and I've come to understand how he is likely to respond in a situation, right? But that doesn't mean that my knowledge of how he is likely to respond to the situation is that doesn't necessarily mean that I am in any way impacting how he's responding. Does that make any sense? Any sense at all? See, this on some level is how, how it is. And of course, God's ways are infinite. It's way beyond what we can imagine here in a human sense. But God knows us so well that he's worked out all of our actions and all of our inactions into his plan of divine providence because he know, he's known from the beginning how we would respond or how we, he, we would not respond. And so he's worked that all out into his plan of divine providence. Does that make sense? But of course, him knowing us so well that he knows how we're going to respond or how we're not going to respond doesn't mean that he's forced our hand, doesn't mean that, our, that, that we don't have a choice, that we don't have free will. Because, of course, we do have free will. So you see, divine providence stretches us. It stretches our thinking. It stretches, it stretches our mind. It's stretching my tongue right now to even attempt to bring this out, to lay this out before you. But I need reminded of this in my life so often. And I just felt inspired that some of you might need reminded of that too. You see, because as we set out on the path of doing the Lord's work, and we can we can look at Father Kentonick, the founder of this movement, as an example. He was never given any great inspirations in the beginning, and so many wonderful movements within our church have been founded by even, you know, apparitions, the Blessed Mother appearing and saying, go do this, right? Giving, giving quote-unquote, marching orders, so to speak. And that is not what has happened with the foundation of Schoenstatt. We, of course, know that Father Kentonick was, was inspired after reading a story about someone else asking the Blessed Mother to come and be present and, and to make this place a place of grace. He was inspired by that and took that as a kind of an open door. Well, if she can go and be there, and, and it was just because someone asked her to be, why can't she be with us here? So he took that as an opportunity and asked the Blessed Mother, of course, in, in Schoenstatt, Germany, to found that with, with the boys there present, right, in that founding era. And, and of course, that was just one open door. That was just a tiny seed that was planting this movement that would grow and become what we know of it today. But, this, but Father Kentonick did not have that awareness at that time. He simply prompted, was felt, he simply responded to the Lord's promptings step by step, minute by minute, as he was earnestly searching and striving and longing to do God's will in his heart. And you see, my friends, that is all we can do as well. That is all that is expected of us, is little by little, step by step, we discern God's will in the big moments of our lives, in the big decisions of our lives, but also in the little itty bitty ones, right? And we trust that God's hand is always at work with us, that he's always following us, that he lives in us and is guiding us and prompting us right? And we have this faith, this belief in divine providence, that his will will be done, right? And that really, he is the master planner. He is the, ma- he is the one behind all of this. He is the one orchestrating all of this. And we have such a tiny part to play. And as long as we're not adamantly refusing him, then his will can be carried out for goodness, right? And even when we sin and even when we fall, God has that worked into his great plan too. He's known how how we would fall, how we would come up short, and he's worked that in. 
And what evil has meant or what, what the evil one has meant for bad, God can bring good from. This is this idea of divine providence. And when we truly become believers in this, which is what the spirituality of this movement teaches us, to have practical belief in divine providence, when we truly become believers in this, we, co- we become children of greater trust. And when we become children of greater trust, we become children of greater hope. And then when the darkness creeps in and the doubts creep in and the confuse, con- confusion creeps in and the tragedy and the turmoil creeps in, we can say, no. I know who my father is, and I believe, and I hope in what is to come, right? And, and we live in this hope. We live in this belief. We live then in this peace. And that's the simple message I want to offer to you today, is to take another look at what, what we start out when we begin these journey, our journeys in Shunstadt. This is one of the first ideas that we learn about, this practical belief in divine providence. So I offer that to you as a refresher. Pull that back out, dust your, your, um, your books off on that, and, and rethink about what that really means. Practical belief in divine providence. Discerning God's will moment by moment, step by step, and then doing our best to carry it out. Trusting that his will is supreme right? And that he has a plan for all. I want to read to you again that quote that I read to you from Father Kentenich from his book, God, My Father. Whatever God does, whatever he sends, whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, has only one purpose. Our way leads homeward to the Father. Homeward to the Father is the goal of the living God in whatever he ordains and sends. Homeward to the Father should be the fundamental tune of our entire thinking, seeking, finding, and loving. My friends, God just wants us home. He wants us home with him. He wants us to spend eternity with him. And he's willing to allow us to suffer here if it means that in the end we'll be home with him. And I know that's hard to hear. And I know when we're in the midst of suffering and confusion and doubt and turmoil that it's even harder to hear. But that's the reality of the situation. Homeward to the Father should be the fundamental tune of our entire thinking, seeking, finding, and loving. And a closing thought. We've talked today about divine providence. We've talked a little bit about what that might mean and what, what that means as a Christian and what that means as a, as a, a foundational aspect of Schoenstatt spirituality, this practical belief in divine providence. And I want to offer you one final thought. We, we hear the world and so many people around us say, well, it's just a coincidence. We hear that, that term used so loosely and so often, these coincidental happenings. And what I want to offer to you is this thought. What the world calls a coincidence, we Christians call providence. As Christians, we know that nothing is a coincidence, that God has worked everything out from the very beginning of time. We know that it wasn't a coincidence that Father Kensenick heard this story about this man asking the Blessed Mother to come and be present there, right? We know that that wasn't a coincidence. That was the spark that sparked his fire to begin this movement. We know it wasn't a coincidence when one door after the next began to open for him, we know it wasn't a coincidence that this, this movement continued to grow and bear fruit and blossom, even amidst wars, right? Even amidst his exile, even amidst his own, his own imprisonment in the concentration camp, this, this movement continued to flourish and grow. None of this is a coincidence. It's all providence, all an example of God opening the door and our founder having the courage and the grace and the wisdom to walk through it. 
And so that, let, let that be an inspiration to all of us as we continue our own individual missions and our missions as a movement, right? And, and, and our missions as an apostolate to bring this message to more and more people, right? That, that we can look to him as our guide and we can say, Lord, we don't need to know it all. We don't have to have all the details. Little by little, step by step, give me the courage and the strength to walk through the open door. Okay? So again, my name is Julia Manin. This is the podcast, the third episode of the Schoenstatt Way of Life podcast. If you want to stay connected with me between podcasts, you have ideas, you have something you want me to touch on on the podcast, you have questions, please go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com. There's a contact me section on there, and I'd be happy to hear from you or answer questions or even to hear your thoughts about ideas you want you want to talk about on, on upcoming episodes. And let us go ahead and close in prayer, a most fitting prayer, the words of our father, the prayer of Div- our founder, I'm sorry, the words of our founder, Father Kentonick, the prayer of divine providence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You know the way for me. You know the time. Into your hands I trustingly place mine. Your plan is perfect, born of perfect love. You know the way for me. That is enough. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.